Forget your former managers, ignore the ex-pros. As football fans, we all know the real experts drink in pubs. It's funny, it's argumentative, and often it's just plain wrong. Welcome to the Foss Arms Public House and welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the award-winning Leicester City Pubcast, home of the FA Cup holders. And welcome to the Foss Arms, where tonight it's a table for two, just myself and Killer. Good evening. How are you? Obviously absolutely thrilled, because it would it be too much of an overstatement to say we've got is that how you kind of do you know what? Now? You, you, you know what? Because tonight, as as our listeners will, will be gathering, we've got a, a rather large, overly positive, rather stupid looking, but nevertheless lovable sized hole in the podcast where, where Norm is missing. And it's very funny that, you, and we haven't staged this, that is exactly the text I sent Norm after the match. Because oh, really? Norm, Norm wasn't at the match. He's on holiday. That, that, that's pretty much word for word the, te- the text that I sent him. So it's, it's funny that you've, that you've put it like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, was, it was fabulous, wasn't it? And, you know, we will talk, as I'm sure as we go through the show and we'll, we'll look at the predictor table. The three of us, I think, were... were... Let me read. The Manchester United game. They obviously rocked up with Ronaldo... And would it be again? Would it be too much of an overstatement to say I thought we roundly outplayed them, and I thought over ninety minutes four two was almost an injustice to us, because I think I, I think five or six would have been a fairer reflection. And you know, and for anybody that wasn't at the game but was just able to watch the match of the day highlights, um, Cristiano Ronaldo's name wasn't mentioned in commentary once. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't mentioned in that commentary once, which is which in itself in itself is an hilarious stat. But and we'll get on to hilarious stats and how they're doing the round. <laughs> yeah, well, before we come on to that, killer, I went to two Premier League stadia in twenty four hours this weekend. Oh. What about that? Now, where do you think the other one was? Wasn't a football match. It wasn't a football match, so I'm guessing it was NFL. Went to the NFL, NFL. game at Spurs. So you, are you first, Eddie? Okay, give us the lowdown on that. Is it as good as everybody's banging on about? From the outside, it looks rubbish. From the inside, it's really, it's really good. But they, they've got one stand that's got seventeen thousand um, seats. So, and we were actually at the far end, so looking up on that, it looks quite impressive. And they've got the pitch. So they had the NFL pitch. Apparently, the football pitch is four feet higher than it. So it's all very good. But honestly, mate, you get outside. Goodness me, what a mess that area is. And also, there's no new tubes or anything. It's absolute chaos outside. It's uh, it's the dump that we should all think Spurs is. You can't dress it up. But it was quite interesting. Uh, I saw a stuffed Jaguar jump off the roof. Um, beard cam. I'm not sure how well that would go down at the King Power, where they zero in on you and uh, stick a stick a funny beard on you if they find you. Some quite American stuff. Good entertainment, but 
tell you what, didn't come close to holding a candle to 24 hours earlier at the Kim Power. Not even close. Yeah. Well, and if you want to, we can change the... We'll just talk NFL, if you like, and you can review the NFL match that you that you, that you watched. Or, or, or shall we get back to how we absolutely spanked Manchester United? Let's get back to that because I've tried the Croatian league and you weren't interested in that either, were you? So let's get back to City. So 4-2, all right, you've, you've talked a little bit about you thought it was a 6-2. -er. So it started, first of all, fair play on Greenwood's goal. I mean, that, yeah. that, that in its, for that to possibly be the third best goal of the match. Yeah, exactly. Was, was, <laughs> but I don't know about when that went in. Well, I was just, just behind Pats and Dackers. <laughs> <laughs> but so the match had started so well on it because what could have been better I, I think they kicked off didn't they the, anyway the ball went straight back to Maguire and he fluffed it straight out and that sort yeah. of set the tone didn't it? his first touch put it out and yeah. I, that was absolutely magic wasn't it that, that got the crowd going straight away everyone loved that but then I don't, what, I don't know what did you think when that goal went in the, the Greenwood goal because I just for me it was here we go again well, when things are going against you, sometimes, sometimes then you just get great goals, you know. And it game about that, about you know, Leicester's run of fixtures at the minute, the Napoli game. Shouldn't forget, you know, those. Uh, sorry, yeah, the uh, the Napoli game. They scored two great goals. Teams generally score great goals against you when your looks nodding. There was a little bit of these are playing rubbish. He's just gone scored a worldie. They could potentially now kick on. And win this, um, but you know, thank, thank, thank goodness it didn't transpire. So, was Yuri's goal? Did he mean it? Because I've made my mind up on this. Do you? Did you think he meant it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, 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 he, look. He's a he's a great footballer. If it was if it was Perez, would he have been audacious enough? Yuri Tielemans, by the way, and. You know, he was he was having a great game of football, and he's a confidence player, as all footballers are. There's no doubt at all. There's he, if it was a cross, it, 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 he meant it. He he knew he knew exactly what he was doing. He's probably technically one of only two or three players we've got that are capable of it. I think Tim, hundred percent, that he he meant it. What what, what do you think? Well, the the others being what Amarty and Chowdhury. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um. <laughs> I thought when he hit when he first hit it, I thought I was down the other end of the the, the, the ground. And I thought I thought what what's, what is he doing there? And then you know, obviously within under a second, it was oh my god! And the world, in fact, that it was one of those stadium moving under your feet days, um, yeah. which was absolutely absolutely brilliant. I haven't felt that around the country, by the way, just just at our place. But I I think. Half of you thinks, hold on, De Gea is about nine foot six. Did he really mean it? But I'll tell you the thing that convinced it for me when I saw it on Match of the Day and then you saw his eyes and his head just after he's hit it and he's looking to see if that's gone in. He is looking exactly. to see if that's got absolute quality. And yeah, at that point, absolutely nothing we deserved. Then it was pretty much switch off until 12 minutes to go, wasn't it? I mean, it was a good game, wasn't it? Some some good 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 performances. I thought Madison was better again. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I felt, I thought Madison uh, and Vardy were, were, were busy and industrious, 
Um, my man of the match, which I've got to say, was Yuri Tielemans. I just thought over the ninety minutes, he was he was he was a different class, really. Um, but, but let's just talk quickly about the formation because I mean, if you think about when you looked at the team, I like liked the look of the team before before the game. Um, I was excited about it. It was nice to see Inacho in the team. He deserves a start. But the interesting thing is, I still maintain that Brendan, when everybody's fit, will play that sort of formation. And you do yeah. wonder a little bit for Harvey Barnes, don't you? I'm going to be really honest here. It was only halfway through the match. I suddenly thought, oh my God, Harvey, Harvey Barnes isn't playing. I, d- I didn't even, you know, I, lo- I, saw, I saw the team and I thought, yeah, okay, that's it. I hadn't quite clocked that Ian Acho and Madison were playing together, which they don't normally. And by the way, I thought Ian Acho was brilliant. I really thought he was absolutely brilliant. And then I, halfway through, I thought, hold on a minute, Harvey Barnes isn't playing. I mean, it's, it's to be fair to Brendan, so we, I think we've been quite honest on, on this podcast, haven't we? We've we've called him out over the last yeah. few weeks. He's got he's got yeah. some stuff wrong, hasn't he? He's unquestionably 100%. got yeah. some stuff wrong. Um, and I think one of the things, you know, the conclusions that I was coming to or buying into a little bit, much as I'm, you know, still 100% behind him was, look, is there this sort of cosy kingdom? Now, for him to go and drop Barnes says, no, he's got a bit of steel there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Brendan got it right. And we're right to call him out. And I think... Because, as I said enough, <laughs> a point in my hand is part of the post-match analysis. He's made decisions that have got all Leicester City fans scratching their heads. Um, but not this mm. time. It, 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 it was like... Okay, yeah, I've learnt my lesson. So, so he now he now knows that Samari is a holding midfielder. Um, he he now knows obviously that Hams. Um, and I just think he, he he was brave with Barnes, but you just wonder how many times you can play any footballer for him to be out of form. Time yeah. that he was he was he, he was rested. He obviously knew it was time to bring Madison back. He knew it was time to give uh, Ian Alchin. Bloody end of a go, and it worked. Didn't it? Yeah, over the ninety minutes, we 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 played well, and even when the game went, you know, you couldn't help thinking to yourself, when a team emerges here, I still think it will be us. There was so many of those United players weren't really weren't really at it, and and you do worry, don't you, for for Ole? Because I just honestly don't know if he's got a clue at all what he's doing. Well, well, we'll maybe come on to their longer-term prospects. We're going, to, we're going to touch on Newcastle in a bit and, and just the impact on, on City, aren't we? But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, look, they're a, they're a massive club without a massive manager. It's, it's nonsense. It's, it's, no business would do it. No business would do it. It's, it's no, like, it's like t- t- well. Tesco is appointing a news agent to run the show, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's just never going to happen. Um, the interesting thing is, actually, it's a great, um, you know, great, great, when you look at the table now, because straight away you go, oh, hang on a minute. Even though it, from a positional point of view, it's not we're not in great shape. But actually now, just three or four points off top five, and you go because because of the fact that it's been yeah. such a uh, a roller coaster, really, in terms of we know that we know that the top. We were talking about the top four. I'm not so sure anymore. The top three is absolutely nailed on. Underneath that. Nobody's really for it at all, and therefore, even though we've had high standards, I would say a poor start. It has been a poor start, 
And uh, but straight away, what in it? Yeah, but does that? I mean, without coming on to the future too quickly, because we haven't quite got through this game. But so do. Do you think, I mean, he'll do whatever he does against Moscow. We'll come on to that. But do you think then he might, let's say Barnes has a good game against Moscow. You think he'd still leave him out, play that same team again? Because indeed he ain't coming back anytime soon, right? I think they were so yeah. impressive against Manchester United that I think when they go up against Brentford, that's going to be a tricky game. I mean, I watched them play Chelsea. I don't really quite know how they didn't get anything out of it. Uh, in mm. You know, they've got a point against Liverpool. This is going to be a real proper test. But, you know, you look at it and you just, I don't know, when everybody's playing well, Madison, you look at Telemans, you look at Vardy, you look at yourself. there's goals there. And that is rich, yeah, yeah. rich talent, isn't it? You know what I mean? That is, that they are pure, pure. I mean, look at some of the stuff that you mentioned, Ian, actually, you're quite right. Look at some of the couple of the runs that he made in the first half. It's pure guys oozing confidence and class. I think the only thing yeah. that surprised me was he didn't, he didn't score. So got to be, you'd be a brave man. I think now, Tim, to move too far away from that model. Yeah, I agree. What what about that last 12 minutes then? So, so I don't choose... I, so if I could have picked... This has happened a couple of times recently. If, not so much Tielemans, but then, it, you know, you know if he scores, he's, it's going to be a gem, so it's always worth having. But I think if I could have picked three of the goal scorers, I think it would have been those three because brilliant for... There was a real Sunchu versus Maguire thing going on for me during that game. No, yeah. not, not that there was any animosity between them, but, you know, I was surprised when Maguire, Maguire trotted out and I kind of, if I'm honest, I thought, oh no, because I, I thought both their centre-backs were out and I was, I was a bit surprised to see him back. That, that wasn't supposed to happen, was it? But then for for Soyuncu to come back, and let's be honest, you picked out Tielemans as man of the match, could, probably could have just as well picked Johnny Evans because sure. what a difference that guy makes. And sure enough, You've got Soyuncu looking like the eighty million pound uh, player, haven't you? And Maguire looking like a pub player. Yeah, that's right. And, and you mentioned Johnny Evans. I don't know why it's escaped off uh, of the program. Leicester City with Johnny Evans. We're a different team. I mean, he's our, he's our Virgil Van Dyke. You know, there's yeah, no, there's, there's no yeah. getting away from that. I think in terms of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I, I think the problem was when he lost Varane in the week, and he looked at his options and he looked at Hang on a minute, you're going to be Jamie Vardy, who, by the way, I think is playing as good as football as I've ever seen him. I would say, I agree, he's as good. Do you know what I mean? This yeah, guy looks, I agree, playable, doesn't he? You know, do you see that little tussle at the end with Wan Bissaka? Like, Wan Bissaka yeah, turned around and looked at him as if to go, What the hell, mate? What? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're an old man and you've just absolutely clobbered me. And it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but I think they I think they picked that out and matched the day, didn't they? As a sort of example. I think we would we four to have put that. Or was that, the, was that the, thing, the thing that led to the last... It was the thing that led to Dakar's yeah. goal, wasn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, he just... You know, we're winning again by that point with only a couple of minutes to go. But I, I must say, just from a Man U point of view... They obviously came back and Rashford scored that goal. And he, by the way, didn't he take that well? That ball from Lindelof's gone under the radar. You know, if, if a higher profile player's played that, that is an unbelievable pass. But it was the one bad moment in the afternoon for us, wasn't it? 
Yeah, because well, we just we had a raggedy seven. line. Soyun Chu was at the back. I think, in fairness, Evans was even playing Rashford on, which was highly unusual. And Pereira was marking him, and all three of them, it, they just got it all wrong. I mean, that was an absolute hammer blow, wasn't it? Yeah, and the thing is, it, it, it was a, it was an awful goal to give away, wasn't it? Because you know, the, 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 look, they were playing a high line. That's absolutely fine. But what irritated me about it is when you watch them, they're all ball watching. You know, some, yeah. somebody has to pick him up. He's quick as well. Yeah. You know, and 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 he, you know, even though I think he's big last 18 months, he's a good quality. He's a good quality strong. It was good. He's timed his run. He's got him behind us, and he's absolutely leathered it. I mean, it was a it was a great goal. Yeah. It was it was a hammer blow because I don't think they deserved it. And but yeah, you you you're right, Tim. You can't do anything about the Mason Greenwood goal because it's just absolute worldy. But thing about that, and that was that was the one blemish on an otherwise perfect afternoon. I think. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? But it didn't matter because uh, Leicester's. Evergreen legend, Vardy. I mean, and fair play. So Rogers gets the substitutions, right? Fair play to Perez. We're not fans of his. That isn't going to change. But he did a great job. He had three people around him when he when he uh, set Vardy up there. And then yeah. what? What? If it, was it 50, 50 seconds, was it, after Rashford's goal? Something yeah. like that. 50, 50 seconds. Boom. Leicester's legend. And, and you just, I mean, that's what the, the, the lid came off, didn't it? The lid, yeah. the lid absolutely if, if, came off. If if you um if you get the chance to watch the goal, watch Perez's celebration. Right, it's like he's right, right. So yeah. don't, don't get me wrong; it was a brilliant assist, <laughs> right? But what's that's but, as close as what is Yeah, it is, mate. When Vardy scores, obviously Perez is in the corner in the cop end, and when he scores, he Perez turns to the cop. And start celebrating like he scored. It's bizarre. Normally, <laughs> normally, you know, when when you all congregate round the goal scorer, yeah. it was like, no, did you see that, everyone? Did you see that? All these podcasts saying I'm rubbish. <laughs> Which is in contrast because I really noticed when Greenwood scored, I was really because Ronaldo had a terrible game. Did I mean honestly? Yeah. If Danny Almarty's got you in his pocket, you're in deep trouble, mate. Yeah. You know, it might might be time to wind it up. Great career and all that. But I noticed when Greenwood scored, honestly, it, what what for me flashed across his face was, oh, God, one of my teammates has scored. Suppose yeah. it, you see how slowly he ran over to congratulate. He didn't care. Didn't care. He didn't score, so it didn't matter. But yeah, no, well, fair play to Perez. I mean, he's, he's, he's not in the team anymore, is he, at the moment? And that was a great bit of skill and brilliant from Vardy. And then, like I was saying about the... Um, you know, if I could have picked my scorers for Dakar to get on the score sheet, because believe me, there was the potential for that little fumble around to go wrong, wasn't it? Yeah, and he did get it, it out of his feet, and he stood. And he, how happy was he? Yeah. Oh, he. I noticed on the social media that he put a lovely post, and it was obvious how much it meant to him and his family. He's obviously a deeply spiritual guy, so he was thanking the gods and stuff. But it was, it was, it was wonderful. And I've got to say, he does genuinely seem a nice guy. I think he's been a good acquisition for the football club on so many levels. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's just, it was just magic, wasn't it? So, do you, do you think is this lift off for us, or you know, I mean, it's. It's been so bad, hasn't it? I mean, it's all relative. It's all relative. But it has been, for what we've got used to, so bad. Do you, do you just now feel it's all turned around? Look, it should do. 
Brendan would be the first one to say, never get too downhearted on a bad performance, never get too excited about a, about a great one. So there is an element of that. And we've obviously got a very tricky game next, but we should go into that game full of confidence. But one thing I would say, interestingly, when I was starting to get worried about Leicester City, because I was just starting to wonder whether or not as a club, as a team, we'd lost a bit of identity. You know, yeah. because the performance to me they just it just it just doesn't you know and I still look back now and you think to yourself you know dreadful against West Ham second half against Wolves we were we, we, we defended too deep it's it's not really at any point being that good I just felt that this was a performance that really got us on track and, and do you know what Tim I was kind of thinking back but when was the last time I felt so excited about a Leicester performance and obviously we Absolutely hideous, horrific Sheffield United. Um, yeah, it's been a long time since we 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 had a performance where you've eulogised about it. I'm, I'm sure I'm yeah, sure yeah. one not that far away, but it feels like a long time since we got we had something to be excited about. In in the way, at the end of the day, we've played one of the big world powers of football with, by the way, an unbelievable premiership away record. Get that. Yeah, true. Scored five, hit the bar, missed chances. Sorry, scored four, hit the bar, missed chances. It was We gave a pretty good account of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Talking about eulogising, we've had some lovely emails in this week. Thank you very much for everyone that sent emails in. We've got a really good one from um, Tony Walker. Comment that hasn't been made before, actually. He said some very nice things about the show. So thanks for that, Tony. But he was also asking about the music, the intro music. So, Killer, you take a little bit of credit for this because you said our original intro music was rubbish. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. And... Um, and then my, it was a mate of mine, actually, uh, Tony, called uh, a guy called Tom Wellham, who recorded it bespoke for us, believe it or not. He knocked it up in one evening, which I find quite sickening. Uh, so he, he did that for us. So it's uh, it's bespoke music. Um, don't think we're ever going to change it. K- Killer's happy now. That's the main thing, aren't you, mate? Well, it, it, there's a bit of Kasabian. Yeah, which is which which is all, which is always good. What what about emails from you, Killer? Anything? Yeah, got another nice email from our friend Colin, Colin Day, who's obviously an avid listener. And for those people that uh, are also avid listeners, you will recall that Colin once appeared on for his internet knocked him out. Yes. We were all saved, <laughs> in truth. We were, we're all saved because he, he, we didn't realise that he'd, 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 he'd penned that it was Ian Hatcho song, wasn't it? It was Ian Hatcho. It was it, Colin. We love you. It was anyway. He he just made a quick saying effectively that he thinks he's in the Premier Premier squad because we would probably have thoughts about selling him, um, which didn't work. He yeah. said and. and Maybe he played at Palace for his aerial ability. Bracket Sumari must be a terrible header of a ball. But anyway, uh, <laughs> lovely to hear from him. He said, really enjoying the show. So thanks for entertaining. So, Colin, absolutely great that you're listening. Thank you very much. And if you if you want to send in any emails or indeed any songs for, for a killer to review, um, it's <laughs> Leicester City Podcast at gmail.com. 
Um, so yeah, please do do that. Kelly, you were touch you touched on, you know, we, we beat one of the one of the big powers in terms of Man U, but they probably are a fading power. So I was I've been thinking about this Newcastle thing, right? And I, I really give a give a monkey. I used to live up there actually, so I, 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 I get the whole, you know, the Geordie passion, blah, blah, all that nonsense. Are they any more passionate than any Leicester fan I've met? No, not at all. But there's a fair a fair few more of them, and I get the fact they've had it miserable. I don't really like the whole, uh, you know. I understand that, you know, Man City, you have to hold your nose a bit. Chelsea, you have to hold your nose a bit. So, you know, there's a precedent for having these. Um, less less than perfect owners shall we say this this one does seem a, a step on if we ignore all of that for the moment and just in terms of what it means for city so now i've seen two numbers um i'm going to go with the lower one so i've seen two numbers as to how many more times rich these guys are than the man city guys go on have a guess though so i've seen two numbers reported in the press i'll go i'll, I'll give you the lower one have a, have a stab. Okay. All right. So, mm, fifty. Well, not quite that much. So, I'd seen either sixteen or twenty-eight times as rich as the Man City owners. So, wow. from a, from a Leicester point of view, I I don't know what you think. You must have been thinking about this as well. For me, when you're that over, if, let's fast forward four or five years. When they've got that much money, they're not going to get it wrong. So they, they you know. They're going to sign Mbappe, who you and I know is rubbish, but the rest of the world seem to think is okay. They sign Mbappe. It doesn't work out fine. They chuck him out the door and get in Haaland. It's just not going to be a problem. They are going to be successful. They're going to be a top four club. And I suppose if you think about it, how often would Man City miss out on the top four now? I don't know. They're going to have a bad year every now. Once every seven years, eight years, maybe something will go wrong. Nothing more. Not Probably not more than that. Newcastle are going to be in an even stronger position. So, so fundamentally, I think you've got two clubs nailed on top four for pretty much forever. And then you could probably throw Chelsea into that mix, couldn't you? Again, you know, they're by far the third richest club, albeit they're a long way beyond the other two. So then, so if you're a Man U and a Liverpool fan, you've got a problem because every other year or two years and three, you ain't qualifying for the Champions League. And, I think, therefore, rather sadly, to finish this tale, for us, it probably it probably does take that opportunity away from us full stop. Or is, is that too dramatic? Um, well, there's a long game here. I'm one of these people in life, Tim, that, that I don't really ever look past the next 12 to 18. You think about Newcastle. They can't do any business until January. A massive checkbook. The, the world's best aren't coming in January. Okay, so so that really takes us to the end of the season. I would be amazed, even with a new manager. And and again, I think, but I think what will happen with Newcastle, by the way, as with a lot of teams, Man City included, and you know all the all the money they spent, and Chelsea as well, for the top table players to join. So I think they will probably sit yeah. down. Haaland's not coming here. He just isn't coming here because he's going to want Champions League football. We can't give it in. Same with Mbappé, same with Neymar, etc., etc. And bear in mind, it's before June anyway. So in terms of money, you can't really... Well, it's Newcastle. You know, so it's a nice, friendly city. But Monte Carlo, it ain't. 
and it's freezing yeah. in the winter, etc., etc. And you know, this this does play when players are deciding when to go. So if you think about the Newcastle plan, I think they'll be sensible. I think they will start throwing money around, but I think they will probably just get good players that are going to improve their their position. In about 18 months, two years, they might then be on the fringe. Okay. And the reality of it is anything could happen. I still maintain, if you look at Liverpool, they don't invest loads and loads and loads and loads. They, they, the last two in the summer didn't really anybody in that was going to make your eyes water. You can't help thinking, but if Jurgen Klopp just turns around and goes, do you know what, I'm looking for my next challenge, be very, you know, very, very interesting to see. They, yeah. they, 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 could be, they could be on the fringes. The Man United board, we know full well, but they can't pick a manager for love nor money. <laughs> yeah. Have a slightest idea. So again, you don't know what's going to happen with them. I think it's two to three years with Newcastle. Now, you could argue in that time, maybe Leicester City's brilliant uh, training facilities, the fact that obviously the youth academy will just be at a better. Maybe we start to bring three players back through through the rank. Maybe then at that time that the new stadium's been built, we're generating a quid we can't compete with them financially but what we also know as Leicester City know better than anybody you can only play 11 players you know mm. and if you've got a big heart and that team's got a big heart like we had when we won the when we won the Prem like we like, like the FA Cup if you've got a big heart and a, you've got a good manager and you've got great fans still think we're going to be around that table mate and also they've got to stay up this year first they're coming to reach club in the championship. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 honestly, Mbappe, 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 even if you offer him a million a week, mate, he ain't going there to play. <laughs> really, would be. I've got nothing against Newcastle, really, but I think most most of England would find it very funny if they got relegated this year. Magic. Oh, it would Let's be, all look it forward to this week. Yeah. Madison, by the way, one thought crossed my mind before Saturday. I thought he was a lot better. If he is looking, that might be the level of player they're after in January. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. That sort but, of level, because like like you say, the top the top level aren't going there for a few years, but the, but they will be able to attract another. You know, maybe the Sterling sort of level. Madison, maybe. Don't know. I, I, do you know what? I think Sterling's a great shout. I doing. They'll be looking at teams' squads, and they'll be saying. Who are the good players that maybe are a bit disgruntled? So I get yeah. the feeling that, that Raheem Sterling would be a great one. Marcus Rashford, now he's fit. If he doesn't get serious game time at United, he could be another one. So I think I think it is that sort of calibre. Of course, you know, they can pick and choose around teams like Spurs and Everton simply because they could then pick their better players. That they will go, but this is a massive wage increase I'm taking because yeah. they'll be doubling everybody's wages, really, won't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You worried about I mean, Brendan? It... You worried about Brendan going there? Not now. I, I was really, I thought he conducted himself brilliantly from a Leicester point. He just came straight out didn't he, and said, "Not interested," because yeah. because he was favourite at that point, wasn't he? He was favourite. He was yeah, favourite. He went like five I mean, to four, didn't he? But, but obviously, Bruce is going to see them through the next five or six years. They're not going to, isn't he? 
That's been I, mean, his, I know we're talking a lot about Newcastle. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Who's got that? Because apparently there was a there was a murmur that came out of the club yesterday that said they were only going to pick up an available manager. They weren't looking to displace a manager, which I thought was interesting. And then you thought to yourself, who are they? Who are they going to go for? I mean, I mean, Mick McCarthy might be might be available by then. I was going to say, welcome back to Tyneside, Big Sam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> heroes reception, wouldn't they? Let's get off Newcastle. Who cares? Who cares? Let's talk. Let's 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 go to somewhere even colder, Moscow, if that is possible. Uh, so we got Moscow and Brentford coming up then. So so right, Moscow is quite a big game. Well, it's a huge game, and in, in the con, if we're bothered about the Champions League, this is a mass. Uh, sorry, the the Europa League. This is a massive game. It is. But everything we've got to, we've actually in fact we've got to win it haven't we this is not a draw we've got to win this game we've either got to win this game or go to Napoli and win barring a set of results that just aren't going to happen we've got to win one of those two away games plus the two home games this to me seems the more likely option yeah it's it, it is and I'm still trying to work out how a game that sh- all all of the games are on Thursday how has this one moved itself to Wednesday? How's it moved itself to 3.30 in the afternoon? I mean, do they think Leicester City fans go to school? <laughs> I must say, I hadn't really... I knew it was earlier in the day. I hadn't quite clocked that. Of course, it's... Because uh, in my mind, we should still be playing Champions League, of course. So, of course, we should be playing on Wednesdays. I've no idea. I wonder, there must be something going on over there, mustn't it? But 3.30, I think the earlier kickoff in Eastern Europe is quite normal, isn't it? Because of the time difference. Yeah. So, so I think the, the earlier kickoff's not not so much of a... Uh, surprise, but yeah, no. I mean, well, suits us, doesn't it? Wednesday because we, we we've got Brentford at the weekend, so I, I guess yeah, I guess that suits us. God, he's got to play quite a strong team, hasn't he? I think he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I think okay. Who are going to be the mate weights then from um, from the eleven that he played on Saturday? He's not All right, well, I, Johnny Evans. So, I, I was going to say so. If we think about so, if, we, if we're saying he's going to play a strong team, which is broadly. Saturday's team then I, I think I think he still won't play Vardy I think it seems to me he's fairly committed to that from the start of this whole yep. thing so I, I, I my gut feeling is he won't play Vardy he, he can't play Evan by the way there hasn't been any news about Evans has there he did come off so I'm hoping that yeah. he was just tired I, I, I'm it convinced was a... that was just because he'd moved yeah he let's, let's hope that, so that sort of period where players tend to get injured yeah, and then the other one who's been <clears throat> sort of lifted gently in and out recently is Pereira, isn't it? Yeah. So, look, if he plays Michael, Michael, maybe. I mean, Danny. I think Danny Ward played the last game, didn't he? Did he? I might. I might get that wrong. I, might I that think he'll wrong. stick with Michael. I don't think. I don't think he'll make whole. It'll be Vestergaard for Evans. Um, I think it would be Patson Dacker for Jamie Vardy. Um, yeah. Uh, Harvey Barnes. Interest... Surely, surely Barnes is going to play, isn't he? Yeah, but for who? Um, mm, yeah, because it means changing the shape, doesn't it? I just because I, I think he'll be worried about the he'll be worried about Brentford. Brentford has started well. I, th- I think I, I think as we've already said in this show, we, we think he's going to want to start that same team. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe leave Madison out of this one. I don't know. Then Possibly. again, he's not played yeah, I mean, he a lot. Of course, he could. 
Yeah. Starting plays him, um, Sionchu, uh, four across the midfield, get maybe Lookman or Barnes back in. Uh, Samari, I think, will almost certainly be the holder. He's, he, he, he seems to like playing teams whenever he can because he, he knows he's so important. And then we could just go with yeah. Ian Acho and Patson Dakar up front. Dakar Dak will, will, will get 75 minutes and he will, and he will start. Yeah, yeah, I agree. By the way, good touch there on um, Lutman because he was the other one that obviously didn't play at the week. He was very unlucky not to start. I mean, it worked great yeah. and all of that, but he, he must have been kicking the cat, mustn't he, with, with that one because he, he's been maybe our best player the last two or three games, really. Sorry for him, actually. I did feel sorry for him. And I yeah, think I to some extent, colleagues is why he didn't play. Because like the, the failings of some of his colleague teammates, that's what I would yeah. say, is um, was was the reason for the shape change. He he has been he has been excellent. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's bought a the team, which I think has surprised a lot of people. He's looked really good. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, are, are you agreeing? This is a win or bust. It's the only yeah is this again? This is going to be. I just don't. I would lose that much sleep this year simply because, as I've mentioned and I keep banging on about, we have got a trophy to defend in January and defend it we must. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be disappointed. I must admit, I'll be disappointed. I, th- I think, you know, we we, we, saw, we did win the FA Cup. Look, if we could win the FA Cup again instead of it. Well, we, we said at the start of the season, didn't we, we'd be prioritising this just because we've had a a ropey little run in it. It, it. We shouldn't give up on it. I think we'll get re-energized if we go and beat. Let's go and beat Moscow. Let's get re-energized. If we if we if we lose it, it's done anyway. Then he can just play exactly. play wherever he wants for the last couple. What about Brentford then? Let's let's have a look forward to um, the next Premier League game. These guys are doing a great job, aren't they? We're yeah, gazing I mean, up at them in eighth place. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and not only that though, they've competed, haven't they? And that's and that's and that's been the key. They've they've been a breath of fresh air, and they're going to give us a real game. There's there's no getting away from it. So we've got to take the swagger and confidence that come out of Saturday, and we've got to make sure that we're going to be on it. Because one thing for certain, they are playing fearlessly. You know, and again, you you, you look at I watched I watched them play against against Chelsea, and uh, I thought they were I thought they were brilliant as the. Liverpool, as they were, as, as they have been against Arsenal, you know they they yep. are a breath of fresh air. They're clearly not going down. Uh, they're clearly, if anything, I think are a team set up to do to do well in the Premier League simply because of the way they play. And they're going to give us a hell of a game, Tim. Yeah, they're going to do like a Sheffield United first season, a Leeds first season. It feels like that, doesn't it? Of the of the teams that came out. Oh, by the way, just just a, just a little digress. Poor old Claudio. Wasn't the best debut. <laughs> Do you know what? As well, I um, I, I watched the highlights and five nil. Seriously, it could have been ten. No complaints. Liverpool yeah. fabulous. They're all over the place. I feel sorry for him. I don't. I, th- I said. I said at the time. I thought it was an awful, awful appointment. I just don't think um, it was almost fair on him to bring him. To bring him back, to be perfectly honest, but but uh, yeah, not not very good. And what what we've got legions of Leeds. Listen to uh, this podcast. Are Leeds going down this season, Tim? 
Ooh, so it's, it's getting. I was having a look at the. T- I th- I think they'll be okay, but I I don't quite get the whole Bielsa thing. I've got to say, I mean, he the fact that he's an absolute god amongst top draw managers like Guardiola, and uh, he's attacking play, and he's doing it with a bunch of pretty average journeyman players. If we're honest, so I suppose you've got to cut him all of that. But defensively, they just they haven't got a clue what they're doing, have they? No. They've been absolutely. Getting, I don't think that to answer your question, I. I I'm, I'm fearing for, for Watford. I mean, Norwich are done, aren't they? I'm fearing for Watford. And then, as we know, third team's Newcastle. So, no, there's no room. <laughs> <laughs> what about some predictions for Brent? Now, from beyond the realms of the Foss Arms, wherever he is, Norm has managed to get me a prediction for the Brentford game killer. Oh, don't yeah. tell me. Don't tell me. I'm, I'm going to go for a Leicester City win. He's gone for a Leicester City win. Three, I so, yeah, he's he's, 3-1. I think he's gone 3-1. He's, he's actually gone 2-1. So it? before before we touch on that, you disloyally believed we'd lose to Man U. Me and Norm both had us beating Man U. In fact, I had 3-2. I was quite close to that. So leaving you and Norm on six points, me on 10, stretching away there. Norm has gone for 2-1 win against Brentford. Can I just all, all new look. Go on. If, before you spouting off about being optimistic against the man I'll just say listeners I thought I'd get away with that no you're not going to and you know what I'm going to say as well you draft agenda I mean yes and believe it or not listeners we do actually do some pre-podcast work this isn't all spontaneous you put on the on the draft agenda first item discussing the Man United defeat Look, that that is trade secrets. You're giving a, you're giving away the secret, the secrets of the trade here. Yeah, I did. But that was then, wasn't it? That was then. This is now. <laughs> the world, the world. We're football fans. We're allowed to talk absolute drivel. Yeah, no, I I couldn't see any way we were going to beat him to be honest. But I nevertheless predicted a three-two win, and you predicted the defeat. It's what it what what it says on this Trump Wells predictor table is on what I'm interested in. So go on, yeah, give us your best shot for they, Brentford. They, they... You're absolutely right. Look, before I give the Brentford, I kind of just a quick, just a quick funny. You know, on Sky, the six where adults and stuff. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Sixty-six thousand people had entered and said Manchester City to beat Burnley five nil. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sixty-six. Yeah, because actually, that was the. I think the like was that last time they played it was that was it something like that, but. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think, but yeah, it took, Burnley got away with it, didn't they? Two 0 And 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 Tim just 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 would be amiss of me as well, not to mention before the absolutely hilarious start that our our absent friend Norm came out with last week with regards. And if you didn't hear it, <laughs> listeners, I'll give you it one more time, okay? Because it's literally it's it's doing the rounds of the pubs of Leicester. There's nobody in the pub that I was in after the game that didn't know this stat. And the stat is that Hamza Chowdhury, during the Crystal Palace game, kicked the ball directly out of play more times in one game than Iniesta has done in his... Okay, if if you didn't hear it, you've heard it. Don't ever check it. Don't go online to check it because as far as I'm concerned, it's part of football gospel now. Okay, it's a confirmed stat. It's absolutely hilarious. Go and tell everybody it worked that tomorrow. Get back to your original question. Brentford 2, Leicester City 3. I never thought Norm would go viral. (laughs) 
I knew he had a virus. Just... <laughs> he's had, he's, he's had, is that what you call those things? He's had plenty of those. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, yeah, no, I, we're, we're feeling optimistic now, aren't we? 3-1 uh, Leicester. If Johnny Evans is back, I'm feeling a lot more confident. So we got 3-2 from you, 2-1 from Norm, 3-1 from me. We've we've droned on, killer. This is, this is longer than our, our normal show. So um, well, didn't next week... Didn't say, can you make the show longer? He did actually, but, you know, said that, but he's actually said, yeah, I can mean, you try and make it a bit, a bit longer? Tony, we've done it for you, my friend. Thank you for listening. We'll try and make it a bit longer each week as well. Yeah, and for everyone else who said, can you make it forty minutes shorter? Unlucky. Uh, <laughs> next week, uh, ne- next week we do it. We've got a uh, perfect substitution. Myself out, Norm back in, so it'll be Norman Killer. Uh, running through things for you next week, our victory over Brentford and hopefully a double with victory over Moscow as well. That's all for the moment. If you do want to get in touch with us with songs, ideas, anything else, it's Leicester City Podcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you in two weeks and Killer will see you next week. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed the Leicester City Pubcast, please subscribe and tell everyone about it. If you hated the Leicester City Pubcast, please keep it to yourselves. See you next week.